This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap. And it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Greetings from Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago, Illinois, where today the Houston Astros get set for game one of a doubleheader against the Chicago White Sox. These two teams were rained out yesterday, leading to today's twin bill, the start of a three-game series between these two clubs. Astros took two out of three in Baltimore to start this road trip, including an 8-7 to seven loss to the Orioles on Sunday as the Astros missed out on a chance for the sweep. Carlos Correa, a three-run home run. George Springer, three hits and a run scored as the Astros saw their win streak end at eight games, but they've won 18 of their last 22, taking on a White Sox team that just dropped two out of three to the A's over the weekend, including a 2 nothing loss to Oakland on Sunday here in Chicago. Astros 77-41, and 41, first place in the AL West, 10 games ahead of Oakland, while the White Sox third in the AL Central, 18 and a half games behind Cleveland with a record of 52 and 64. Time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, in game one, it's going to be Zach Greinke getting the ball for the Astros and his second start in an Astros uniform, giving up five runs in six innings, but getting the win in his Astros debut on Tuesday against the Rockies. Yeah, kind of weird that first game. He, he faced a team he'd faced five times now this year in the Colorado Rockies, so gets a face off with the White Sox in this one. He's just a, a real c- control artist, uh, very few walks, and, and he's one of those pitchers who can make balls look like strikes and strikes look like balls, and uh, that's what makes him so unique. Not many pitchers now, uh, average fastball velocity of under 90 as successful as him. Meanwhile, Dylan Cease getting the ball for the White Sox today, and, and he's one of their top pitching prospects in the big leagues for the first time this year. They got him from the Cubs along with Aloy Jimenez in that Jose Quintana deal, and it's been up and down for him through six starts so far. Yeah, I, I think fastball command has been the biggest difficulty for, for Cease so far. He, he's letting a lot of balls uh, end up high in the strike zone. Uh, he's getting hurt on that, the home run ball. He's given up a home run in each of his starts so far. Uh, until he's able to harness that fastball command, I don't think a lot of people are going to really respect the off-speed stuff. So uh, for him, he's just got to be able to harness some things. Uh, you face a team like the Houston Astros, and for a young guy like that, it, it might be hard to harness because he might be going out there really revved up for this one. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, whenever you play a, a doubleheader, if you're a manager, you're always worried about your pitching and making sure you, you have enough arms to cover both games. You do get a 26-man for the second game. Astros opting to go with a position player for the second game, Miles Straw, as their 26-man. So, obviously, with Zach Greinke in game one, Garrett Cole in game two, hope is both can get pretty deep. Yeah, well, the good news is you didn't play yesterday. So, right. so a lot of guys got rest in that one so everybody will be ready to go uh, out of the bullpen for for these two games 
Uh, and then you just worry about the rest later on. You may have to flip a, a pitcher in and out and, and try to cover some innings. We do know that on Saturday uh, against the Oakland A's, the Astros will have to make a, a move on getting somebody to start that game. So uh, a little bit of a hiccup, but I think the Astros, in, in the middle of what they're in as far as this stretch goes, could have used that off day yesterday, and they'll take full advantage of it. Yeah, Astros uh, in the middle of a stretch in which they had 17 scheduled consecutive days without a game before the, the rain out yesterday. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch, the manager show presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from one of the newest Astros reliever, Joe Biagini. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Uh, before a doubleheader, AJ, uh, with the White Sox today. Rain yesterday. Uh, in the middle of this stretch right now, is that good for you guys? Bad for you guys? You know, it's it's, it's probably good. I think, you know, we were in the middle, or not even the, at the beginning of a 17-game stretch, I think it was, where we're playing every single day. We get an off day. It does mess with our pitching towards the end of this week right. in the Oakland series, but for the most part, at this time of year, any day that you can get to kind of reset, it's a it's probably a good thing. I think the uh, it'll test us a little bit today with with the two games, and then a quick game tomorrow, a quick turnaround tomorrow. It's like three games in twenty four hours, so it's a uh, it's a lot to ask of your guys. But um, the the day off was fine. With that being said, you want you want to spread some of this out. So the, the playing time for some of your guys you want to spread out. Bregman out of the lineup in the first game. He'll be in there probably second game. Uh, how'd you go about it? Yeah, you know, I, I started to map out how the next two you know, two days were gonna go and okay. and then, you know, I wanna get us fresh into the into the Oakland series. With only three bench players, we will add a twenty six man for the second game of the doubleheader. And that will be nice um, to have. But I didn't want every single player to play both games of the doubleheader today and then the game tomorrow. So you'll see, you know, Brantley will play both games today, most likely have tomorrow off. You'll have Altuve will be, you know, on in game one, off in game two, and then he'll play tomorrow. Bregman off in the first game, play the second game, play the third game. So I... You know, I, I, I mapped it out to see now. That's if everybody is is healthy and yeah. fine. And, and you you know, joking with Carlos Correa, you know, I said, Carlos, I'm not sure if I'm going to play you tomorrow after the doubleheader today. And he's like, well, what if I go eight for eight? Can I work my way into the lineup? <laughs> That's so the way he's thinking? The mentality is really, really good. But yeah. I, I have a, a pretty good plan going in, and we'll see how it works out. Let's talk about Correa for a second. Remember his debut here a few years ago? Mm-hmm. Here's the fastball, ground ball, left side, going to be tough. Ramirez with the throw in the dirt and got him according to first base umpire Larry Vanover. But this one just might be reviewed very quickly. This could turn out to be the first major league hit for Carlos Correa. Yeah, you better hold on to that baseball because that's going to be his first base hit and RBI. So A.J. Hitch comes out. He wants the review of the play. I thought he beat it with my naked eye. A.J. Hitch has already retrieved the baseball. With good reason. Yeah, absolutely. And there we get the safe sign. So there's your first major league hit. 
and first Major League RBI for Carlos Correa, and it ties the game here in the fourth against Chris Sale and the White Sox. He gets to tell everybody that he's got his first big league base hit off of Chris Sale. You know, for a first Major League hit, he melted the time there, didn't he? Yeah. What do you remember about that? I remember his first Major League hit was an umpire review, and I mm-hmm. tell him that every time we come into Chicago. I'm yeah. like, hey, remember that first hit? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, if it wasn't for technology, you would have been out. <laughs> but it, it's, uh, I remember it being such a big deal here, and and we didn't have BP on the field. It was raining, ironically, just like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And and his presence was immediately felt on our team. And I, the, the night before, you know, we'd lost a really tough game in Toronto. And I go to the back of the plane and tell the boys that, that Correa was coming up. And there was an immediate Pick me reaction. Up. Just like, yeah, it was a big deal that Carlos Correa was debuting. It was big for this franchise. He went on to Rookie of the Year. Mm. And it all started here in Chicago. You know, I, one thing I remember, I was in the clubhouse when he walked in. And seeing the reception from his teammates, I don't think I've seen before or since. They were really excited to get him on this team because they knew what he meant. Yeah, I think we you know that he was the first in my tenure. So yeah. Springer was already here, Altuve was already here, yeah. but my, it began this: Correa comes, Bregman comes, um, this year Alvarez comes. Like these big performers, these big presences on your team, and um, and he was the first in my tenure here. Obviously, George had made his debut already, and Jose was already a fixture in the you know on our team, but. Um, you know, even Gurriel coming as a rookie, even though he, he was a veteran guy and, yeah. and internationally, it was, I just kind of see Carlos as the time where this, this franchise really took off and the young players started to, started to be the be- our best players. Starting to be a buzz about Alvarez and people talking about must-see TV. Is it like that in the dugout? You know, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think this team is so balanced. I mean, look, we have player of the month in July. was yeah. really Gurriel. He's hitting six, six today, but mostly most of the time hits seven. So right. I... I don't think our team is that, um, you know, searching for one thing to watch. I mean, we can score in any inning, but I, um, there's, a, there's a great buzz around Jordan because of how he's going about it. He's, he's very confident, but yet very humble. He's um, very prepared. He picks the brains of all of the, all of the, uh, the different hitters and our hitting coaches. And, and um, there's a consistency that he's provided to where, like, hey, this guy might do something ridiculous, right. and and he's done it time and time again. All right, Grinky pitches today. First game with just so-so mm-hmm. faced a, a familiar foe, faced the Rockies for the fifth time. A little easier, think you think for him to face a team that he hasn't faced. This Maybe year? I mean I think it, I I I don't think his his first outing was that bad, other than one pitch that ended up tying the game, and he was a, a pop up away from leaving that game six innings, two runs, and yeah. with the win. He got the win anyway, but it. Didn't even play um, that it just good was tough. Defense. Yeah, it was tough yeah. for him, you know, in, in seeing a team that he's that was really familiar with him. But maybe it settled him in that it was just like playing in the NL West, and he, you know, he acted as if um, he'd been on our team forever. So, was disappointed for him that the three-run homer really, really stained that that last outing. But um, we're all looking forward to seeing him, you know, face American League competition. Yeah. And 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 as he settled in, he's he's ready to go. Last last thing, for a doubleheader, you guys get to add, add an extra guy. Who's that going to be? Miles Straw is going to be here for the second game. He's going to play second base um, in, in, in bat ninth in game two. You know, we thought about adding a pitcher, uh, but with the two big guys that we have going today, we feel like we have the, the innings covered, um, especially with the off day yesterday, pretty rested coming out yeah. of Baltimore. And, and then uh, the extra position player will allow me to not play Altuve in both games of the doubleheader. And even though he's doing great, physically probably important in August for us to always pay attention to the workload. All right, AJ, good luck. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Astralons right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. 
Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Joe Biagini, one of the newest Astros acquired uh, back on the 31st deadline deal as the Astros also getting Aaron Sanchez in that trade. And uh, First of all, you had spent your entire big league time in, uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. How, how did you find out that, uh, that you had been traded and was it something that, that you were anticipating? Um, my, uh, my psychic actually told me a couple of days before that I was going to get traded. And uh, she's usually right. About the the more vague, the better. That's a good psychic. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm paying a lot for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was uh, just um, just pitched a an inning in Kansas City where we were, and um, the trainer came down to the dugout and they said some of the pitching coach, and I had kind of been aware mm-hmm. of you know, potential trade, uh, happenings for me. And, um, and they both kind of like leaned back and looked at me and, um, I kind of got a hint there. Um, actually Aaron Sanchez was in the dugout as well mm-hmm. and he heard it and he walked by and he said, you're gone. You know, I was, yeah. like, I was like, really? No way. I was like, so, um, but I didn't actually hear anything officially until a little while later. Um, the first person, that well, the first person to text me something, some article was one of my friends from high school or my dad or something like that, and that mm-hmm. was that was before I heard anything officially. So I just got some some Twitter sleuth uh, was the one was the first one. So you come over here with Aaron Sanchez, and obviously that has to help having somebody that that you played with and. Roberto Osuna is here. Is that, does that help that there, there are some guys here that, that you're familiar with and that you played with in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like them very much, but um, I, uh, I do. It's, it was kind of cool right when I found out about it, not only just for the great team that this is, but um, to have the familiarity with Sanchez and going physically going with him here yeah. was kind of fun and just kind of a way to talk to him and think about it and compare our experiences and stuff. And then also to have Osuna um, and Joe Smith, who right. I, we played with in Toronto a couple of years ago. Um, and that was uh, definitely a nice, you know, resource to have coming in. And you can text them their questions about things and do I wear clothes or not or what's the, you know... Common questions. Not too many clothing optional teams anymore. I know. Yeah, not anymore. But you know, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe. You never know. You got. You always should ask. But um, it's. Yeah, it was definitely fun to have that familiarity. And then some of the guys like um, uh, Bregman was. You know, a few other guys were real welcoming and excited about it. And so, um, it was fun to have that from guys that I didn't know personally, but um, I played against and stuff, and was. Relieved to not have to play against uh, for going forward, at least for now. 
So you were in the Giants system. That's who drafted you at University of California, Davis. You were a starter in the Giants system, got up to AA, and then the Blue Jays selected you in the Rule 5 draft before the 2016 season and turned you into a reliever. At what point, was it during that first year in 2016, or was it later on where you really started to feel comfortable as a reliever? Um, it definitely felt like a relief right away. That's clever. Oh, thank you. I was waiting, waiting for the response. Um, I um, I definitely understood um, why they were doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'd always like enjoyed starting. Um, I always wanted to be a starter. I think I feel like a lot of people, you know, kind of that's their goal. But I also, you know, wanted to do something that I could be good at. Wanted to do something that, you know, this. A, a certain team that was giving me an opportunity valued in me, and uh, and so I kind of learned to appreciate um, the whole, you know, relief um, kind of just I don't know, like the the, the plan that they had, the mm-hmm. um, the kind of routine, the you know, just kind of how it worked, and and it was interesting because it taught me, um, it really challenged me to learn try to be more consistent because you know as a reliever you're kind of like have to be ready to pitch at any time mm-hmm. and any day and days in a row and then after a few off days and then this and that and then so um, starting is very difficult obviously um, but there was an interesting aspect of uh, relieving that I th- thought was a good challenge for me to learn and um, I appreciated you know First of all, just the opportunity they gave me in the big leagues to um, try to make that work. And, and I'm really grateful for that organization because they gave me a chance to fail. They gave me a chance to grow and learn. And um, they believed in me. And, and uh, you know, that was uh, definitely a life-changing um, thing for me. I try to thank God for that because you never know what would have happened if they hadn't, you know, thought that. Joe Biagini, Astros Lever, good to have you aboard, and welcome. Well, thank you. Welcome to you, too, if you just recently got here. I don't know how long you've been in. I've been here seven years. Oh, seven, okay. Well, then, great. That's good. <laughs> stay, stay with it. Thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.